This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. You know, the mentality of this football team since I've been here has always been uh, smart and tough and physical. And, and so, I, you know, I continue to try to preach that message. We've won a few out of the last five now, and so we just got to keep keep progressing. We've dug ourselves in a hole, and, you know, the only way we can get out of it is by fighting. Wow, interesting there. I thought for a second that was Andy Reid. Yeah. It wasn't. I wasn't paying attention, sorry. It was Mike Zimmer. Ah. You still trying to find friends on Twitter? Got plenty of friends on Twitter, Brent. And they're just waiting for you to name the time and the date you want to meet up and do this thing. So you just tell me, man. We'll just be chilling. But when you're feeling froggy and you want to hop, give me a call. We will be ready. Who's we, by the way? Who are you bringing to the table? 19,999 others. <laughs> yeah. A bunch of old geriatrics. Can't wait to see you guys. <laughs> Gonna be you. Yeah, he's done. Yeah. Well, kick right there. A little eye gouge right there. We're not worried about it, Brent. All if right? you set up a video game, 20,000, or let's just say 200 against 100 in like some game that you play. They sure. do these simulations, yeah. Yeah. Is that what they do? Yeah. yeah. Who, uh, who wins? Or we can just go back in history. You ever heard of the movie 300? True. The documentary? Yeah. yeah. A hey, hey, guess what? You ain't Leonidas. I'm Leonidas. Okay? You're you're the you're the Persian Empire. Hey, uh, and we know how that turned out for everybody. Hey Austin. What's who, up, man? Who who won in the end of that that it doesn't matter. Okay. Mm. Who, no, I think it kinda who, does who, here. It doesn't matter. Not I'm what I'm just, trying to say. I'm just saying hey. the, the large numbers overwhelm the small numbers. At, at the end of the day, at the end of the day I got nothing to say. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Right, yeah, but they did lose that, didn't they? Yeah, they did. But did, did they come analogy. back in the second one though, and they like they, they rebounded. The like the Persian Empire didn't the, take the heralded over. stories of their bravery no, inspired yes. others to so, take up arms and fight back against. So the three hundred Spartans, the yes, they didn't yeah. win against the Persians. But I'm no. saying overall, the Spartans like of Sparta and like the Greeks, the Greeks yeah. ended up winning against yes. the Persians. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But you just claimed you were the Spartans. Well, I am Leonidas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he's Xerxes. You didn't do anything. You just you just stood near every tower and made moves. End of, the, end of the movie. Xerxes alive. Leonidas not so much. Yeah, but during that movie, Leonidas was right next life, to him. Whatever. Yeah, but I'm saying during that documentary, Leonidas could have chopped his head off if he wanted to. He didn't though. All right, he 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 was staying true to himself. Me, hey, if it's war, I'm taking you out. Enough said. That was the only mistake Leonidas made. I don't want to talk bad about him with all the respect to his current family members, but that was a mistake that he did. He didn't take Xerxes out when he had a chance to. Did we ever find any famous Mackenzies? Mackenzie Foy. That's all we got. Well, there's there's Mackenzie Dern from the UFC as well. And a UFC person yeah. who we haven't heard of. She, she can go to the team, too. She might be following me. Should Florida State try to get Mackenzie Milton? That's not, not a bad move there. What about Florida? Florida's got a lot invested yeah. in Emory Jones and Ant Richardson. Yeah, they got they got and they got think, more young guys coming up. They don't as well. need to see. I don't. That's a risky proposition. I don't know where. Obviously, he's cleared to play and, and come. And what a story! I mean, it's an yeah. unbelievable story coming back. But oof, that seems a little risky. Like if I'm Norvell. Yeah. You know. First yeah. of all, if I'm Mackenzie Milton, I want to go to a place where I can play. Like uh, somebody's going to give me real a real chance. Like, is he from Norvell the Florida area, by the way? No, he's uh, from. No, he's from. Like, why? Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, okay. the Norvell, Norvell can't take the risk that it's not going to work out on Mackenzie Milton. I don't think. 
I don't believe. Uh, that's too risky. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I completely understand it's risky, but this is college football. Like, there's always a plan B. There's always well, a, a you, plan yeah, C. Well, yeah, he would bring in more. And for that reason alone, I, I think I'd go to like a, a place where I know I'm going to play if I'm Mackenzie Milton. Like, I'm yeah. not sure I'd go to Florida State. So, like, I'm not saying I wouldn't give him a try if I'm Norvell, but I would definitely have a backup plan. Yeah. And so knowing that, then I would probably shy away from that if I'm Milton. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I mean, I think if I'm Norvell, I'm definitely trying to coax Mackenzie Milton to come play for me. Because let's be honest, one of two things is going to happen. It's going to be the old Mackenzie Milton. If that's the case, what well, you saw he did at UFC, you know, UCF. So you got like that if you're Norvell. And let's say maybe he is hampered. Maybe he is a shell of himself. Well, then so be it. I mean, you, you took a chance and it is what it is. Like, to me... To risk it for the biscuit here, you absolutely have to do it. Like, the juice is definitely worth the squeeze with, with Mackenzie Milton. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. So, obviously, Mackenzie Milton in the transfer portal, uh, it, you know, he was around the UCF program for five years. I thought of this. Mackenzie Milton, to me, and, and I don't know every little detail about the UCF program, so maybe some others would even say, hey, Brandy, he's not even the most important guy here. I, I believe he is. I, I believe Mackenzie Milton is probably the most impactful football player that's ever played at UCF. What do you think? What about Shaquille Griffin? No, they're not hanging a national title banner because of Shaquille Griffin. How about the boat that got them the prominence so that Milton could do that? Yeah, nah, no, nobody talks about. Nobody's sitting there still at, at UCF. No one, yeah, no one and remembers Blake Bortles. Mackenzie Milton made people forget about Blake Bortles. Quite frankly, that's a good point. I believe. Yeah. Now listen, there's there's tentacles to this story. One of them being the injury is a big part of it. Like the 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 sentimental part of Milton, the family, the the excruciating injury this young man went through yeah. at the peak of his playing and what UCF was doing. And now this little come down, this comeback of sorts. But the whole story is part of it, in my opinion. So it's not just on the field football. I, that's. Listen, Tebow was so impactful, maybe the oh. most impactful player in college football, but Florida's yeah. still Florida. I mean, they still had Steve Spurrier, and they've had Danny Warfel, and and they had uh, Percy Harvin, and, and now they have Dan Mullen and Kyle Trask. It's not like Florida was never going to be good. But, but UCF but Tebow went to so, places where they've yeah. never been. And, and who knows if they'll get back. I think they could, but places that they were the college football story for two years in a large part because of this young man. But first of all, with Tim Tebow, though, you can definitely make an argument that he was the most impactful Florida Gator of all time. Oh, yeah. Down. You know, so with Mackenzie Milton, I mean, of all the six, see, like, here's where, like, is UCF here's where my a brain team goes. that we talk about, though, without Mackenzie Milton? That's the story. We True. would still talk about the Gators is my point. Yeah, see, here's where, here's where my, my brain goes, though. When I think of, like, what was the key, what was the success of UCF football to put them on the map to hang that quote-unquote national championship banner. And to me, I don't even go to a player. Like, I go to Scott Frost. Like, that's that's numero uno. Now, Milton comes in second, and as far as a player, like, yeah, I can say Griffin, because obviously the story, uh, where he was drafted, the, the combine performance, like, that's all part of the story, too. But I think in terms of the high-powered offense, the highlight throws, and obviously the injury, and then the comeback, yeah, I think Mackenzie Milton, in terms of a player, probably had the most influence on UCF. Well, and and listen, the answer to this is probably not yes. You know, there's who's, who's going to be? I'm sure there are. I, huh. I don't, like, I'm sure. You're talking about Dante Culpepper or somebody? No, I'm not saying. Well, oh, you're saying specific to UCF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I'm talking in football, man, and college oh, football. Okay. Like, like I, you know the guy I think of? 
I think of Ty Detmer to BYU. But I might not be right because what didn't Jim McMahon go to BYU? And so they were good. Mm-hmm. But like when I was a kid, like Ty Detmer, like this new age throwing the ball all over the yard, like getting national attention for BYU. What I don't remember is if they had a lot of that prior. Yeah. I'm not really sure. But Ty Detmer seemed like he helped BYU. Like BYU, who the heck is BYU? Mm-hmm. Like it felt like why are they on TV? Why are people talking about them? Well, they did because of Ty Detmer. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why. So, like, so I see what you're. So you're saying what play, like, what player has been the most influential guy to his university? Yeah. Well, yeah, but not to like. I'm not trying to go school by school. No, I hear you. You're saying saying has there ever in the landscape of college football has there ever been another player that did as much for his school and program and get and and put him on like this pedestal than Mackenzie Milton? Like that got the like if you could do. Aren't there some, like, Darren Rovell does this stuff sometimes, right? Like, when uh, DeAndre Hopkins caught and how much money, like, Nike made because of, of the yeah. everybody's picture yeah. with Nike and the gloves. To me, Mackenzie Milton fits that for UCF. No, he does because it's the story of UCF, right? Like, I mean, we, we can say Tim Tebow, they've always had success. I could say Marcus Mariota because, well, he kind of put that new offense on the map. He won the Heisman Trophy. But still, like, there's other guys that came before him, like, UCF football, to me, wasn't on the radar until Milton was there. Now, I understand there's great players that have come before Milton. Yeah, and they've had terms of being on the radar. radar for me when the Fiesta Bowl happened. Yeah. When they won the Fiesta Bowl. UCF. UCF. Yeah. Yeah. And that was Bortles. Right? Am I thinking about the right thing? Yeah. No, you're right. Bortles wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know. That's, that's, that's what got them to... To the ability to hire Scott Frost, to the ability to bring in a guy like Mackenzie Milton out of Hawaii, that to me, that's when I started to pay a little more attention to them as a team that could actually do something. Yeah, that's a, that's well, an and, interesting. And we're drafted too. I mean, obviously, and Bortles going so high. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, social media chiming in with a few things. You've got uh, Reggie Bush for USC. It's David hard. Uh, it's hard with I those know, big USC schools, was a right? Before that, it's like yeah, yeah. it's not like UCF. Yeah, but no, I mean, it's not like USC. Changed the game, though, man. Changed the game, but I mean USC, like USC's USC, man. I could play no, running no, back at USC, and USC would it. still be USC. I get Di- it. Diego mentioning, of course, Tebow. You guys mentioned him. Yeah, Herschel yeah. Walker at Georgia, though. Again, that's another one that had some tradition, some history to it beforehand. Oh, I got and one. Uh, Herschel Walker's a great one though, because that one national title has been a long time since, as all the other. 40 but years. I think it's really okay. hard to find the Long big time. schools. Like, I, I, I got this? one. Those are great. Good. I appreciate the answers, too. One and, more, by the way, before you get in yours. Uh, Cass on Twitter, uh, not necessarily a football player, but Danny White being a huge part of UCF's rise, the athletic director. Oh, I agree. I mean, I think he, I think he's a rock star. Um, and and there, listen, I'm not saying Scott Frost, Danny White don't have the attachment to it. They don't have responsibility for it. This isn't a one-person yeah. thing. But Mackenzie Milton from, again, from the play, the elevated play that looked like he could have played for any program in the country. He was playing so well. This offense that looked unstoppable, this offense that had this team on the verge of of being in the discussions for the final four that did raise them into this national championship picture so much so that they called themselves national champs. And then kind of the downfall of it, it's almost like Shakespearean in a way where, you know, you – even that is part of the story. Like America kind of fell in love with Mackenzie Milton and, and, and felt bad and all this. Just that rise and fall at UCF. He was right in the middle of all of it. 
Uh, and by the way, I don't think they're done, but I think he's made he may help make them a conversation piece for two years. To me, I always say UCF was the story. The story in college football for two years. Mackenzie Milton was a big reason why. Wasn't the only reason why. Mm-hmm. He was a big reason why. It's really tough if you go to the Floridas, Alabamas, the USC's, Georgia's, because they're always a story in college football. Like I, The best example I can give you right now is uh, Coastal Carolina. Like, I can't name a player on Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina is in the top 25, but there's nobody transcending Coastal Carolina on all the highlights. Mackenzie Milton transcended UCF football to everybody's living rooms, TVs, social media, and and the rest. So I think I have one guy. I think I have one guy that can give Mackenzie Milton the run for his money. Randy Moss. Oh, great call. Marshall. Great call. That's See, that's a good one. That's a great call. Yeah. That is because, because like I, said, the, the I, I knew there would be other answers yeah. to this, and that's a that's a because really well, good the story because he was never going to go to Marshall in the first place, right? He gets arrested. I think he was going to go to Florida State or Ohio State. He gets arrested, loses the eligibility, goes to Marshall, and then, dude, you know what happens after that? I mean, the guy just absolutely balls out. Now they had Chad Pennington there as well, but one can make an argument and say the whole reason why Chad Pennington was Chad Pennington was because of Randy Moss. That is. That that is excellent. That is exactly yeah. what I'm looking for. Yeah. And again, there are other examples of this. I'm sure. missing some. Like sure. I readily admit, I'm missing some. Um, and and by the way, PCAB, nice nice. Steve Young, he just texted me. Steve Young was at BYU. Oh, I mean, yeah. they've had quarterbacks. That's why I'm not sure I was right. Ty Detmer to me, probably because of my age at the time, mm-hmm. right? I was like, who the heck is BYU? Yeah. You know. But that's what I'm saying. That's what Mackenzie no, Milton did question. to kids like in in Illinois. Mm-hmm. People all of a sudden see. I think it's a little harder for you, Stuart. Because you were around here, so you knew UCF existed. So Bortles and UCF, they go to the Fiesta Bowl. But, again, the kid in Idaho could give two craps that UCF went to <laughs> the know, Idaho the likes the Fiesta Bowl. They've got some, <laughs> lots of Fiesta Bowl fans in Idaho. They just don't care. Yeah, but yeah. they cared a little bit when Mackenzie Milton and UCF started becoming in the conversation of national champs. And mm-hmm. they actually – it stung them maybe a little bit when they saw him go down with that kind of injury. Yeah. And so you're Randy Marshall. That's a good one because Marshall, outside of obviously the devastating storyline of Marshall, yeah. um, Marshall in football, yeah. they kind of were brought back on the scene, I think, because of Randy Moss. I, I got, love that call. I got one other one, too. Michael Vick for Virginia Tech. Just because, like, I remember being a kid and, like, Virginia Tech was a great team. Like, they didn't with the next championship with Mike Vick. And, like, Virginia Tech's always had tradition, you know, the Beamer ball, all that stuff. But I feel like at that time, like, at that moment in time, like, it was cool to like Virginia Tech. It's Mike Vick, man. Yeah, that's, you know, I would, I, my initial thought is, wait, man, they're too big. They're always good. No, I hear, uh, yeah. What's his, Beamer there was yeah. always good. You know more about special teams. But before all that, they, that in the middle of that or in the start of that, Vick mm-hmm. put them on a different level. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you that. Okay. I, I think that's a that's a good call. Like I said, he, they're not the only ones. There's yeah, several sure. examples of this. But Milton's a great call. But Milton, to me, as he leaves UCF, um, fits that. Mm-hmm. He fits that characterization. Uh, one more thought on college football. Uh, gosh, let's talk co- college football we've had in a while. Um, I think we're on some other stuff. Someone, so, someone quick uh, chimed in and said Ron <laughs> Dane. Uh, uh, this guy said Ron Dane. I, I mean, listen, I'm, I, I'm a homer like anybody is for their team, but – I just don't think so. I, listen, Ron Dane has a great career. Of course. I would just tell you this. People in Rhode Island yeah. didn't care about Ron Dane. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, people probably knew about Mackenzie Milton and UCF's story. Yeah. You know? Speaking of the guy by his class, Ricky Williams. Think that makes it? No, because he had Vince Young. Nope. 
Texas is too big. Off the table. Too big, yeah. It's almost like you could be too big for this category. (laughs) That's why I think your Virginia Tech works a little bit. Yeah. Uh, The NCAA and this Knight Commission says it's a broken model with football bowl subdivision, the FBS, and the NCAA, and maybe the only way to fix it is if they separate. Mm -hmm. And you can keep all the other sports. I feel like we've had this conversation a little bit. It's an interesting story that's in the news the last couple of days, this Knight Commission that kind of put this all together. Bottom line is, I just have a simplistic question because I think you can get in the weeds on this. Do we get to a point someday in the near future where the Power Five, Mm -hmm. especially, is not involved with the NCAA? Does it happen or no? I have a hard time believing that's going to happen. Because, like, the NCAA, to me, it's all about jurisdiction. It's all about rule. It's all about the monopoly. And I have a hard time, like, justifying if the Power Five was going to go away just for – I'm talking about just, just for college football, right? Anything else is going to say? Just college football. Everything else. By the way, NCAA basketball stays. You know why? Because NCAA Probably. wants March Madness. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I just have a hard time believing that the NCAA would co-sign on that. And I have a hard time believing that everything's going to gel properly if you do that yeah see i think it does happen and i Mm. think it might be the right move for it to happen i don't think the ncaa can govern this stuff as much as they want to anymore this has become so big and if you separate from the ncaa then we can finally admit the dirty little secret that nobody else has wanted to say around college football for years and years it's not amateurism it's big business yeah and that's what it is and as we get into selling the likeness and image and all those things that are about to take place and be legal and and that could go into effect as soon as next summer. Mm-hmm. That's going to become a bigger bigger problem for the NCAA. And then we can finally admit that all this is about money, which, by the way, is okay. Like, we, the public, accept that it's about money. The NCAA, presidents, ADs, all these other folks want to hide behind the fact that it's amateurism still. And it's not. We know it's not. Big-time college football is as big a business as – Name your professional sport. Yeah, but doesn't it make you nervous, though, that, for say, this does happen, they branch up, then the Power Five is going to have their own jurisdiction about the likeliness of, of how much an athlete should make, and then NCAA is going to be on the other side of the spectrum worrying about that and trying to govern that? Like, I don't like that, because now you have football over here making buku bucks, let's just say, and then you have, you know, basketball, the other sports over here making, eh, minimal. Well, uh, that's how I feel it's going to go down. One thing I would say to that is, listen, you could finally get yourself a football commissioner, right, instead of this whole NCAA. They don't have to You worry about your Power 5 commissioner that juris, does the jurisdiction there. Mm-hmm. And also, we already have standalone facilities. Football players are already separated from the rest of the kids on campus well, this, anyway. This is exactly what I was going to say. It really struck me earlier today, uh, in fact. It, it's funny that we bring this up now because uh, I saw a tweet from Scott Strickland, the Florida Gators athletic director, touting the the new you know football athletic facility that they're going to get in Gainesville. And how it's going to, you know, everyone replying with how it's a huge boon for recruiting. You know, it's this great new facility. It's not a field. It's not a stadium. It's not It's not even the practice fields. Those are already there. It's this complex right next to the practice fields, which is going to have the amazing lockers, which is going to have the, the study rooms where other people can do their homework for them. It's going to have the giant pool where they're the only ones who are going to be able to go no, into. Like, all this is doing – Something's a little bitter. All, say, a little bitter. all this is doing is <laughs> furthering <laughs> them – 
from every other college student, and I'm not just talking about the schleps like me who are in the residence halls across the street from there. I'm talking about the other sports, the people people who are doing all the, you know, the cross-country folks, the volleyball. You know, maybe they'll be able to come in once in a while or, or go, you know, swim in their pool once in a while. But this is just the continuing separation of this big business that is Power 5 college football and getting the best of the best to come to your university. Listen, and, I hate a lot of it because Furman Baseball just closed their program, right? They, they – they stopped baseball. There are other programs, wrestling, baseball, other sports like Olympic sports that have shut down things during the pandemic. Why? Because, well, football makes so much of the money. Are they forced? Should they have to share it? I just think we could get back to the amateurism that college was meant to be in so many of the other sports. You can't go backwards on football. You can't. It's just too much money involved. Mm -hmm. And I don't know whose fault that is, and I'm not here to blame it. I just think separate it then. Separate it and you own what you own and you can build the biggest buildings and the arms race can continue and you can make your dollars because that's where the money's at. But now we can go back to college sports the way college sports was meant to be if they want to run everything else that way outside of basketball, which might eventually get to this point, too, mm -hmm. because there's a lot of money in that, too. Which, no, I, Diego, yeah. by the way, on YouTube with a good point, you know, the trickle down economics of this, the fact that if the power five breaks off. You're losing huge paychecks for the non-Power 5 teams that go and play those games. Absolutely. In a That's a part season. of it. That's a, good call. That's a part of it. Uh, no doubt. Uh, here's, I'm going to read you a paragraph in this, okay? And I think this sums it up a little bit. Helps you out. Ultimately, the Knight Commission decided that the gap between an FBS-level football program and the non-revenue sports on that same campus was wider and the source of more problems than the gap between, for example, the softball team at a Power 5 school and the football team at a school from a smaller conference. Mm -hmm. So, again, Alabama football versus the rest of its sports compared to – we don't have Jacksonville football anymore, but, uh, yeah. you know, name is Stetson playing football? <laughs> Yes, that's yeah. in football yeah. versus the rest of their sports is totally different. Correct. And, and, and that gap is so wide. And, and you got to do something. Is Stetson playing? Yeah, they're, they're a non-scholarship team. non-scholarship. Right. Yes. So it's a bad example. But <laughs> But you get the point, right? I got you. And, and what's in between, and, and I think Diego said it on, on YouTube, what's, what is in between and hard to, is like the UCFs of the world, like mm -hmm. that group of five. Where do some of them fit? Yeah. Right? I, I think that is a fair question. Yeah, no, for sure. And I just want to reiterate that I did my own homework at Murray State. <laughs> Thank you very much, Stuart. So I'm not sure what you have to get into college athletes. You didn't go to Power Five. Yeah, but I went to a public Ivy League. Enough said. That's that. that you haven't been here for that show, but yeah, that's what the that's what the Murray State brand was when I went to school. Oh, bless it. America's public Ivy League. Don't. Well, what's up? How many of those people follow you on Twitter? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, if you uh, just jumped in the enough. show, that's an inside joke. Enough. Uh, we'll be enough back. Action Sports Where's Chat. Where's the ass in that? What are the ass and followers I, you got? Uh, the, uh, home, the headquarters for the world's friendliest people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nobody follows hey, me in action. Hey, <laughs> and that's who we're fighting. We're fighting hey. the world's friendliest people. No. Oh. Just down the road is Mansfield, Ohio. Big Mansfield? Prison. Shawshank Redemption was filmed there. I got all those people following I, me. I would <laughs> smack Andy Dufresne in the teeth if I had to. We'll be back on ESPN 690.
Austin Lane. And I'm going to regurgitate it to you. I'm like a mother bird right now, and I'm spewing it in your mouth. Brent Martineau. we got doves flying and mother birds I'm, all week. I'm, I mean. tr- I'm trying to baby bird you right now, man. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, this is why I tease stuff and don't get to it. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I don't think there's any, like, magic formula that you have where all of a sudden you could just take it out of your pocket, you know, and spread on the players and then they go. I think it has a lot to do with, you know, the foundation of what you're trying to build in the beginning. Well, no kidding. If there was any magic formula, hopefully that thing would have been sprinkled (laughs) on here a while ago. We would have taken a bunch of that stuff. We're getting some famous McKenzie's. Really? Hey, Weber, we're going to take a break, right? One more break before the end of the show? Just trying to plan this thing out in my head. Yeah, yeah. We had a little high school football to talk about. Yeah, we should, yeah. So the question is, see, I broke this sweatshirt out just for you. Looks good. We're working on the new, we got new logo. This is like an old logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I tried to get some ESPN gear soon. Absolutely. Some right? swag. Some swag. Yeah. But, so I was asking you, see, this is what we did with, it were like a walking billboard. Yeah. With the big logo. Yeah. Kind of like you'd see on a sports team. Sure. We are a sports team. We are a sports team. We're uh, a family. Or on the left chest. Yes. Which we've kind of voted on the chest. Yep. Right across the heart. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we got a lot of heart. Yeah. Grit and toughness Make sure and heart. it's not one that peels off like that's one you're wearing. Yeah, that will be up to the uh, manufacturer. So ne- <laughs> and <laughs> Don't call anybody out now. They did okay for a while, but it did st- they did start to Line at home is missing the whole large center. Yeah. Yeah. I'm staying out of this, right? Whether well, there's endorsement yeah. opportunities, I'm staying out of this I'm not one. saying who not it not is. Okay. Not, these are old. How old are these now, seriously? Uh, Good four, handful of years. Four or five, five years. years. Probably yeah. that one's we got closer sweatpants to five. with these, too. <laughs> you got, it's like a matching like travel suit? Yeah. 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 Oh I gave the sweatpant to my stepdad because I don't really wear sweatpants ever. Yeah. He nah. loves them. Yeah, yeah, he wears them whenever I'm home. I could see that, like not wearing sweatpants in Florida. I wear sweatpants all I the do. time. I mean, I the, 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 like, listen, I'm very picky my sweatpants, though, as you've seen. I only have a, a select few that I actually wear. I'm still not a big fan of the jogger style. Oh, I love the joggers. I'm a sucker for some joggers. Yeah. That's because you don't have the legs for them. Don't worry about it. It's all right. That's right. I can't it's fit right. it over my calves. <laughs> all right, Mickelson. Calm down, lefty. <laughs> or, or to Tyson Alawalu. Here we go. Yeah. Tyson Alawalu, biggest calves I've ever seen. What are you talking seen. about, man? Calves like my biceps. It's ridiculous. No, he has bigger than your biceps. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, calves like bad. maybe your quads. Yeah, yeah. I totally messed that one up. It's yeah, all you good, did. Though. That was a humble brag on your it's biceps. All good. I tried. I tried, and I, and I, and I failed, man. Uh, I've got a question for you guys, okay? LSU. This isn't really a college football question, but I'm going to use LSU as an example. LSU is having a miserable season. They're awful. Mm-hmm. I mean, I watched Vandy play last week. I thought for a little bit LSU might be worse than Vandy. They're not because yep. Vandy's so bad. By the way, that game got canceled today, yeah, too. Yeah, Georgia and, and Vandy uh, moved the, to the 19. Move it up to 19. They've actually, SEC has come out with their schedule for the next couple of weeks to make up some of these games. Um, but LSU has been miserable. They were so good last year. Mm-hmm. So good. I mean, unstoppable good. Watching Philly the other night, I'm thinking back, man, 17. They were so good. What is going on with them? So the question here is this. Is it worth it? Especially in the light of LSU. Yeah. LSU may, I don't know when they get back. Like, this is not a replenish, reload, you know, everybody talks about. uh Uh-uh. Not at LSU. That ain't happening. Mm -hmm. Like, this is going to be a build again. For Eddie O, 
I think, at LSU. Now, you can get players in and out, but now you've got to almost reestablish a whole – like the culture and talent that they had on that team was so good that it didn't just roll over, I don't think. Like I think they would be halfway better than this if it did just roll over. Yeah. Because there's some talented players. They always have talented players at LSU. But is it worth it? Like, as a, yeah. from a fan perspective, you always wrestle with this. Like, do you want to perennially be good, knock on the door, go deep into the postseason, and know you're going to be good? Like, I mean, like, the Steelers are a great example. Steelers haven't won since 2009. Yeah. That's frustrating, too. But they're still relevant, but though. But every year you think it. you have a chance to win. Yep. Like, I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. I have a chance to win. I don't care if you have Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson. We think we can win. Mm-hmm. Like, LSU can't say that this year. Philadelphia can't say that right now. Um, it feels like a one-off. Yep. You know, much yeah. like, by the way, the Jags. And, and by the way, the Jags were a great example of this, too. In 17, they were a one-off and then went, boom, right yeah. back down to where they were. That, that was a, a fluke in hindsight, a fluky year. And so I've, I always wrestle with this because is it worth it is not the question. It's not like, hey, do you want to win? If I could tell you that the Jags won the Super Bowl in 17 mm-hmm. and now they're back to this. Would you sign up for it? That's such a great question. And you took you kind of took my wind a little bit because I was going to talk about the 2017 season where it was fun to follow along. You make it to the, to the AFC Championship game. You lose that, and now you're an afterthought. Nobody remembers that anymore. Like, yeah, Miles Jack wasn't down, stuck around for a while, but we don't talk about that anymore. What do we talk about now? Just how bad it is here because that's from one season that you can call a fluke. So I think if you're a fan – I just think if, if you're a fan of sports in general, you cheer for the consistency. You cheer for the hope, if you will. Like That's what makes sports one of the greatest things in the world. It's the hope. It's like you hope your team is going to go to the championship. Like When you make the playoffs, whether you're a one seed or the last seed, history shows us that sometimes miracles can happen, and you can take a team of ragtag guys that shouldn't win, and you can go to a championship, and you can win it. That's hope. When you don't have that on a consistent basis and you lose the hope, you're in a miserable, miserable type of way. So go ahead and give me the consistency of maybe going to the playoffs every single year over one championship and then going back to the realms of just mediocrity. I feel like this question gets asked often, too. You know, I think it's a little bit over asked, but I think it gets asked in the way of would you take the Jags winning a Super Bowl this year to be bad for the next five years? And so that's like, well, you don't think about the bad. Yeah. Well, what I'm asking in hindsight is now you know the bad exists. Now you're living through the bad. Mm-hmm. Now we have short memories on all the good. And so, like, LSU – I don't know. I don't have a good – I think it's still too too close to the national title for LSU. Like, they're still reveling in the Burrow year and the record-breaking year, and that was so much fun. Eh, whatever. We stink this year. Fine. But, like, the Marlins are a great example of this. Like, Marlins fans – You've had two good years both of them, in the last 25 years, mm-hmm. but you won titles. So in hindsight, would you rather be good for 18 out of those 25 years? Would you rather be a Braves fan or a Marlins fan? Well, well you answer it. You are a Braves fan. I'd rather be a Braves fan. Yeah. No, seriously. Yeah, like, I really would. That's um, a gut check now. I know, because you know, they only had the one title in 95, and then obviously the Marlins did it in 97 and 03. 03, I think. Oh, 03. Yep. Um, but then Beat both times, <laughs> then, I didn't mind that. But then both times, still Marlins have never won a division title in their entire existence. FYI. And that's, I, don't, I don't know if I'd live on that for too long. They do have World <laughs> Series. 
Yeah, but I'm saying like so each time though is a complete teardown and just you lose all your favorite players and it's just awful yeah. as a fan. And I would rather take the sustained success than the Braves. And, and listen, one day you can t- like if you're a Patriots fan. You'll tell your grandkids about the dynasty that was the New England Patriots, the Tom Brady, the Bill Belichick years. I get that. But to most fans, to current fans right now, you're only as good as your last season. People have very short memories, and people are on to the next one right away. So you can kind of revel in the past a little bit, but you're only as good as your next season and your previous season. So with that being said, if you have that hope, if you have that intrigue, that's what it's all about. I don't know for me the Patriots fit. That dynastic thing is kind of different. It feels like it does buy you time. But here's the thing I'll say. I I say this a lot about the Red Sox. Red Sox fan growing up, and then they win in 04. And now they've won 04, 07, 13. You know, they've they've won. Mm -hmm. There is something somewhat mind-boggling yet romantic about the chase. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I always say it's like when you're in high school and you're asking a girl out. Mm-hmm. The chase is part of it. Like, do you really like her that much or do you just want her to say yes? <laughs> but I think sports teams are like that. And I'm telling you, when the Red Sox won in 04 and the Cubs finally won, this that romantic nature of the chase left. Yeah, it was a lot of pain and suffering, and you hated it, and the joy was awesome for Red Sox fans and Cubs fans. But something about it left you. You no longer had the chase. Yeah. Which, I mean, everybody who leaves high school no longer has the chase either, but... That's, well, once, once you get married, the chase goes away. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. why there's a lot of people that like to go back to high school. <laughs> <laughs> Live those glory days, baby. No, no comment. That's <laughs> the single guy over here. No comment. <laughs> we'll be back. Adios. This is a Friday. Season. Hey, it's high school football. Big night high school football. Who's going to win a state championship around here? We'll dive into that next. All right, welcome back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. we got a lot to get to because we're talking about tipping for 20 minutes mm-hmm. early on. What's the deal with this tipping? we got a new podcast coming up. Uh, hang on with it. Hey, by the way, subscribe mm-hmm. to our podcast. Uh, make it the best podcast, most listened to podcast in the cluster yep. here at Cox Media Group. Mm-hmm. Just so we can flex. Absolutely. We're all in the flexing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, might be your Twitter against my Twitter, but in this one, we're together. We are together in this one. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 Podcast. Brent Morton, Austin Lane, Stuart Weber here. All right, let's get uh, rolling. PrizePicks.com, the PrizePicks app. What are we going to tell them going into the weekend? I'll tell you, you know what? Had a little luck lately. You College have. basketball. Uh, that's been a lot of fun. Yep. Uh, a little golf. Golfing. The which, Mayakoba Classic. Yeah. By the way, is Russell Knox still what, in the league? Where is that? The what? The What is it called? Mayakoba. What is Mayakoba? We can't hear you, Weber. That's because my dial was down. He bogeyed 18, so he's one shot back. Okay, Russell. right in the mix for the weekend. That's okay. Fair enough. Uh, all right, go NFL, though. Let's 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 talk with the big fellas. Yep, exactly. So what do you like? So if you're listening yesterday, I gave you a little mozzarella stick. I gave you a little app teaser, if you will, and I'm taking Devontae Parker, 15 points. I'm taking the over on that because you know how I roll, Brent? I don't go unders. So that was a little appetizer. Now it's time for the main course. Go ahead and give me. You know, this is yesterday putting the, the weather into play here a little bit, Brent. You know what I'm saying? The game flow. Obviously, with COVID-19, it could be different. So I'm looking at a nice, safe, wholesome matchup taking place indoors. Could be high scoring. 
With all due respect to Jaguars fans, I think Justin Jefferson could go off. Go ahead and give me the over of 17. All right, here's what I'll do. I'll give you a, a, I love the running back matchups this week in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take those four. Dalvin Cook, 23.4. That's a lot now. Over, under. Yeah. Uh, prizepicks.com, the prizepicks app. Don't forget to put in the promo code JAX, J-A-X. Also, if you do that, not only you get up to $100 of a 100% match of what you put in, but you also will enter into uh, what next week we'll tell you about is likely a tournament for the last four weeks of the NFL season. So get in there at JAX. That's the promo code on prizepicks.com, the prizepicks app. But Dalvin Cook, 23.4. He had a down week last week. I think I'm going to go back over with him this week. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to take him over there. Derrick Henry at 20.6. I'm going with the over. Okay. James Robinson at 17.5. I just think there's so much focus on James James Robinson. I think he's going to be okay. Only he's going to have that kind of game and probably held out of the end zone. So I'd take the under on James this week because of the focus on him. Mm-hmm. And then Nick Chubb against Tennessee at 16.8. I think I have to go over. Yeah. That's it, 16.8. So I'm going over on three out of the four. Unfortunately, the guy I want to buy his jersey, I'm just being honest with you. I think I'm just going to go on the under with James Robinson. I think I'll have a nice day. I just yeah. don't think there will be a 130-yard day, one touchdown, and that's what it will take to get over 17 and a half points. Keep an eye on this guy. Here's a sleeper for the weekend. Yeah. This guy has not done much since Taysom Hill has been in the lineup, and I don't understand it. I don't understand why they're not feeding Alvin Kamara the football, yeah. and he's only 14.9. It's crazy. I mean, I would love the over on an entry. uh, Taysom Hill, right? (laughs) Yeah, it was tight end for a while until I I put the kibosh to that. Uh, No, Brent, it's a great point. And listen, Alvin Kamara is a guy who's been held out sparingly during the week, the last couple weeks with an ankle injury. So you have to wonder if if that's the reason. But yeah, listen, the most telling thing about Alvin Kamara right now is the last two games that I've watched the Saints play, Murray has started. Kamara wasn't even the starting running back of that, like those games. Murray has. So I get what you're saying here. It just still makes me nervous because he's not getting yeah. all the reps. says a lot about the ankle. It's been a nagging yeah. ankle injury, no doubt. But I still think I'm going to take a flyer that he breaks out here sooner or later. One quick question. You said James Robinson. One could assume that the Vikings could score a lot of points on the Jaguars. Jaguars could be playing from behind. Do you think James Robinson gets in in terms of the receiving yards at all? Or do they bring in like or Zegbo's? Right, is he playing no, now? It, no. It's all James Robinson. Yeah. And my favorite part of last week was that they threw it to him four times, maybe five. Mm-hmm. I like that. I said yeah. that weeks ago. They need to get it to him in his hands, even in the receiving game. Mm-hmm. I just I just don't think it's going to be as prolific of a day gotcha. uh, for James Robinson. Uh, so prizepicks.com, prizepicks app. Check it out. We play along. We're having a blast with it. Have fun all weekend long. College football, college basketball, uh, PGA, NFL. Of course, it's as simple as... Two, three, four, five players if you want. Put an entry in as minimum as two players over, under, uh, and, well, see it add up. Uh, Get some W's instead of L's. And uh, you don't have to worry about your entire fantasy football team. It's Daily Fantasy Simplified. PrizePicks.com, the PrizePicks app, and put in the promo code JAX, J-A-X, to get a 100% match on your first $100 deposit, up to $100. All right, high school football, big night tonight, Elite Eight, uh, Final Four. Stuart Weber, take us home. Yeah, we got a huge night tonight. Obviously, uh, December high school football, usually the, the crowd is whittled down a bit more, and we're we're getting close to the state championships, but we still got a little bit to go. 11 local teams in action tonight. Uh, three in Georgia, Glenn Academy's at home, Brunswick and Ware County on the road. They're only in round two, so they got a little ways to go before they get to Atlanta to go play at Ted Turner Field, now the home of Georgia State and the high school football state championships in Georgia. Here in Florida, we have three teams in state semifinal matchups. So if they win tonight, 
They will play at Dote Campbell Stadium for a state championship in two weeks' time. Those teams being Bowles at home tonight against Gadsden County in 4A. In 3A, Trinity Christian on the road at Trinity Catholic. I'll take Trinity. They're going to win tonight. <laughs> Very good. I yeah. got you. That's uh, in Ocala, by the way. That's the 3A semifinal. And then in 2A, you got University Christian at home against Foundation Academy, a team they beat 35 to nothing on the road in the regular season. Good chance for Coach David Penlin and the boys to get it done. But, hey, you got to do it on Friday night. you got to get the job done. And you so. never know who was out for them at the time, no especially in a COVID world. Especially, yeah. So those are your three semifinals we got tonight. Not to mention, you got four more quarterfinal games in the higher classifications as well. Bartram Trail heads on the road to undefeated Seminole, the same team that came to Jacksonville last week, beat Sandalwood by 20. So big game there for the Bears down in the Orlando area. Niceville heads to Fleming Island. They're from out in the Panhandle. Good matchup. Really nice team. That game sold out, by the way. Sold out. How about that? Yeah. Of course, that game, uh, a quarterfinal. We'll see who wins that one. We got an all-local quarterfinal in 6A, St. Augustine, the Yellow Jackets. I saw them win last week. Now they head to Lake City. Columbia is such an amazing story. They start the year 0-5. 0-5, which is unheard of for the Tigers out there in Columbia. They win their last game in miraculous comeback fashion to finish 1-5 in the regular season. They have since strung off four straight postseason victories. They're now 5-5 five and five and at home and hosting St. Augustine. Really awesome cool matchup. story for Coach Brian Allen and that team. And one more for you, Baker County at home at McClenny playing host to Tallahassee Rickards. Again, that's a quarterfinal. Every one of those games we just mentioned, we'll have video from tonight at 1045 on Fox 30 for the Friday Night Blitz. Yeah, we've kind of expanded the Blitz a little bit. Uh, no Blitz scoreboard show. We actually will do one more one wrap-up of those coming up later. Um in this month all right that'll do it for a weekend by the way tell you a story real quick you get a tv the guy comes to the door and yeah. he says what so he comes he sees my pool table and my other big screen in that entry room and says you must not be married <laughs> he was nailed it <laughs> bachelor fan. oh man living the life Stuart, must be looking hey, good i'm living vicariously through you my man we'll see Make you on tv tonight pad. live local loud coming up next have a great weekend everybody